You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode number 67. Are you ready for 2016? I will be, and I wanted you to be too. I'm excited to announce my first mastermind coaching program with you in mind. It starts January 11, 2016. So if you're listening to this before this date, you can learn more at www.ericwsue.com forward slash mastermind. Read all the details so you can make an informed decision. The website again is www.ericwsue.com forward slash mastermind. See you in the mastermind. Oh, before I forget, I will be offering a special early bird special price for this mastermind from Monday, December 28th until Wednesday, December 30th. Act fast before this sells out as I only have 10 spots. Are you a first time listener? If you are, then welcome. I hope you enjoy this episode and all the past episodes. For all my longtime listeners, thank you for your continued support. You all can help this podcast by rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher as it improves our ranking in the podcast world. Now, would it be okay if your friends began living a healthier lifestyle or ate more salads because of this podcast? If yes, then share it with them. Let's keep this movement growing. Now on to the show. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast. The one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a knowledgeable registered dietitian with us today. Her name is Sue Yeager. We will be talking about what is cardio or cardiac nutrition and what the importance of it and being aware of it is all about. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Sue. Sue, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, I am. Awesome. Susan, or Sue, has been working in clinical dietetics for over 15 years. She received a BS in nutrition at Southern Illinois University, MS in nutrition at Eastern Illinois University, and completed a dietetic internship at Broman Medical Center in Bloomington Normal. Her experience includes inpatient hospital dietetics, rehabilitation, bariatric surgery, home health, outpatient nutrition counseling, and ambulatory care dialysis. Sue has held several leadership positions throughout her career. These include president of the North Suburban Dietetic Association and senior dietitian for Resurrection Health Care Long-Term Care. She is the current president-elect for the Illinois Council on Renal Nutrition. Susan or Sue was honored to receive the recognized Young Dietitian of the Year for Illinois in 2008. Her interests include renal nutrition, writing and developing nutrition education materials, and current trends in nutrition. Sue, that was a lot, but that was very informative. Um, Would you be able to share with our audience a little bit more and how you got started? I got started um, a long time ago. I've been a dietitian, like I said, over 15 years ago, and I always had an interest in food, nutrition, and exercise. So when I went off to college, I decided that uh, dietetics would be my major, and I've liked it ever since, and I've been practicing in it ever since I got out of college. So since all my entire adult life, I've been working dietetics. Excellent. And I'm sure there's a lot to say, which we'll get into. However, before we get into that, What's one cool or unique fact about yourself? My audience really loves hearing this part. Actually, I'm colorblind, which is really rare for females. Only one in half a million females are colorblind. 
And I'm not totally colorblind. I have a red-green deficiency, so I can't differentiate red from green when you put them together. Interesting. Do, we, do people have some fun with that with you, or do, do you have more fun with them? I think there are people when I have to do, um, you've got to do the colorblind test for, for my job. Actually, they get, they're kind of like, I've never seen this before, and they don't know actually what to do with me <laughs> because that can be a detriment to sometimes in healthcare, but they really don't know what I can do, what they can do with me. And I'm like, well, there's, I can't change. So it is kind of a shock for people when I get administered the colorblindness test. Awesome, awesome. I have. Because it is so rare. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and even more rare because you're female, you said, huh? Mm-hmm, exactly. It's mostly men who are colorblind, but females, again, it's only one and a half a million people. Mm, I'm just curious, has it ever gotten you in trouble somehow? or? No, no, never. And I don't think I could get out of a traffic ticket with it either. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, so that's really cool. So we're going to get into this uh, cardiac nutrition and the importance of being aware of it a little bit more. Um, when that topic comes up for you, Sue, how do you describe it to people? Um, it's just an overall way to take care of your heart. And I just, because that's still the number one cause of death in America. And it's just an overall lifestyle to take care of your heart and make sure it's functioning well and that you're in good shape and you can do all the things you like to do. And in terms of um, how, how someone can eat better and live better um, what kind of advice do you share with people in this situation the first thing that's important is just to use up as many calories as you take in um, so that means diet and exercise are equally important um, nutrition you really have to have an overall healthy eating pattern with uh, lots of fruits and vegetables whole grains uh, nuts and seeds and low-fat dairy products and Another thing that's very important is getting enough activity in your life just to keep you healthy, keep you limber, and usually that's about 150 minutes of moderate exercise per day per week or 75 minutes of vigorous exercise per week. Now, th there's a lot of people who may not have been tested to, um, to be, I guess, aware of their situation. Is there a specific test that you do for people? A specific test? Yeah. What I what I find is people usually come to different... Um, I also do wellness coaching at corporate events. And what we do during these events, we check their cholesterol, both good and bad cholesterol, their glucose, and their triglycerides. Um, and sometimes it's quite a shock to people when they find this out that their cholesterol is high or their triglycerides are high. And that's when I step in and do diet teaching um, and try to get to know them. Of course, it's in with three to five minutes, so it's not really, a, you know, an all-out conversation with the person. It's mm -hmm. trying to hit the highlights and encourage them to go on further to health coaching. Great. And, and for our for, audience, what are some good numbers to, um, to remember for the cholesterol and stuff? Can you go over, can you go over those real quick? Sure. Your cholesterol should be 200 or less. Your um, LDL should be less than 150. HDL we like to be higher than 60. And the glucose less than uh, 200 um, or one less than 200. Okay, very good. Excellent. Um, 
so I, I see a lot of people who are overweight, um, you know, obviously out of shape and they just want to get in shape and so forth. And eating is, if not 80% of their success for losing weight and getting in shape. Um, what could you tell people who are in that situation who are looking to lose weight? And this is like this when this is being recorded during the new years and, and they're looking to get um, healthier. What, what would you say is the best first step for them to start thinking about or doing to uh, eat healthier and uh, start getting active? I think the most important thing is to um, try to break your goal into small steps and not try to take everything on at once. I mean, I tell people to try to walk for 30 minutes three times a week or try to add another fruit and vegetable to their diet. I think the most important thing are taking small steps and making it manageable for them. Excellent. And, you know, <clears throat> there are people who um, make excuses or say things that prevent them from, you know, following your recommendations. How would you coach them on that? Or what, what do you usually suggest they, they do? I think an, something to do important that's important is try to find out what really motivates that person. Why do they want to be healthy? Is it something to help for your kids? Do you want to be healthy for your kids? Or do you have an event you're going to, like your reunion that you want to lose weight for? I think that looking for something to motivate these people is really important, their internal motivation. Yeah, finding that is really a key, I think. And, you know, I, w I want to get into, you know, what what are some of the issues if if in what you've seen maybe when, when people just fail to follow through on your recommendations what what kind of i don't want to get too negative but what are some of the problems that could develop the problems that could, that could occur yeah well the big things are heart attack and stroke um those are the two main things we're trying to prevent um and those are really a catastrophic event, a catastrophic event for people because with a stroke you can lose your speech, your swallowing ability, your mobility, and a heart attack is just very detrimental. It affects your heart. It causes parts of your heart to die off, actually, and that is always going to be a problem for them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's just say that uh, someone walks in and they have signs of um, high cholesterol, um, low fiber, maybe constipated, how would you um, help this person? One thing you could recommend is increasing your high fiber fruits and vegetables in their diet and drinking water. But another thing that's really important for constipation is exercise, just to get your GI tract moving. If you can do that, that's going to help along with the fruits and vegetables and water to relieve the constipation. Very good. Excellent. You know, uh, this is the, what is this, the day before Christmas, actually, as we record this. And uh, the New Year's, like I said, was coming around the corner, and everyone's going to be, what, rushing to the gym, perhaps, or thinking about getting um, more active for the New Year's resolution. Uh, how would you coach these people and let them know that, you know, it may not be the, the short-term results, but it's thinking about the long-term results that matter. How would you help them stay motivated? 
I think, again, it's important not to start um, with extremely high um, goals. I think it's important maybe for them to work with somebody at the gym, maybe a trainer to help them achieve their goals or see a registered dietitian to help them achieve their goals and to get some type of support. Maybe if they can find a friend to go to the gym with or going to different websites like Spark People that has dif different ideas, recipes to uh, help them along to look for support. I think that's very important, not to go it alone. Yeah, I, that's a great point. And I, I believe in, in partners or accountability uh, buddies, if you will, to help them through that. Now, if we, we talk about Reno for a second here, can you describe what that is? And I know you're, you're into that a lot as well. Well, what I do, actually, I can do two things. I work with people in dialysis, and I'm also certified for people with chronic kidney disease, which are people with kidney disease before they go on dialysis, and hopefully to prevent dialysis. That's what I want to do with my diet teaching. Um, most people don't know they have kidney disease, and it is a very silent disease. The National Kidney Foundation and the Kidney Foundation of Illinois, actually, the Kidney Foundation of Illinois has a bus, a mobile kidney bus that's um, oldest one in the country, and they will go around doing screenings with for diabetes, and they'll check um, people's urine for protein to see if they're at risk for kidney disease, and hopefully get them referred to somebody, mm. and that so they can slow the progression of the kidney disease before they require dialysis. And the two main risk factors for renal disease are diabetes and hypertension, and sometimes people don't know that they have either one of those diseases either. Mm, interesting. And then what's the basic tests that people do to determine whether or not they have this situation? You can check for protein in the urine. That's the simplest thing, and that's what they do with a kidney bus. They do a dipstick test for protein in the urine. Hmm. So that's one of the classic signs of kidney disease. You can also check your creatinine. Hmm. A creatinine is like a byproduct. It's a waste product. Um, and if that waste product in our bodies is going too high, it means our kidneys aren't working as well as they should be, mm -hmm. and that you may be experiencing kidney disease. Hmm, interesting. Now, um, is is there a relationship with your you know, lifestyle and kidney disease? There obviously is, right? Yes. Yes, because again, diabetes and hypertension are the main causes for kidney disease. So if you are not controlling your hypertension or dialysis or diabetes, you're damaging your vessels in your body. You're also damaging your kidneys. So managing those two diseases are critical to helping your kidneys and your overall health. Yeah, absolutely. So so um, at your facility where you are, you are able to do the cardiac uh, tests as well as the renal tests? Yes, we do check that once a year. Check the cholesterol and um, the good and bad cholesterol. Mm, okay. Okay. So, so um, it should only be done once a year, by the way. Yes. Well, usually that's why people are recommended to go to their doctor. Make sure you have a physical every year. Everybody should be doing this, getting that checked every year, um, so the doctor can see the early signs of you know heart disease or kidney disease, diabetes, so it can be controlled and managed before it becomes full blown, and then you have more complications. Mm. Now, is there any signs? Uh, that somebody has renal uh, disease prior to going to the doctors? Um, not usually. That's why it's like a silent killer. 
most people don't know about it because they don't feel anything. They just um, they don't know till they go to the doctor. And some people actually just crash into dialysis. They never knew anything was going on, and suddenly they're on dialysis. Hmm. Interesting. So it, that's why, um, again, what I really recommend for everybody when I'm doing health coaching that they get a yearly physical. Okay, excellent, good. And um, you know, as far as... Um, you know, the, like I said, the new year is coming, and um, is there a particular time of the year that people should be thinking more about certain things, like, um, you know, it should be uh, eating uh, certain foods, or how, how do you go about with the diet planning for certain people with these issues? Well, I think it's important to get things that are in season. Um, for instance, right now you've got the citrus is in season, and that's a good thing for people to have. It's got a lot of potassium in it um, and fiber if you're eating the whole fruit. Um, at certain times, like in spring, you've got asparagus, and that's something that's great in the spring. Um, and same thing with apples in the fall. It's, I think it's excellent to eat in the season because those foods are really at their peak, and they're local, and they're really good to enjoy at those times of the year when they come into season. Yeah, seasonal eating is very important, I think. Um, just the other day, I actually was um, speaking to someone who practices canning or jarring. Do you have any opinions mm -hmm. about that, by the way? I think that's an old art form. I I think that's something that would be great if more people could do because then you have, you can take your, whatever you're growing, hopefully if you have a garden, it's a great way to store your produce. I think it's just that most people don't do it anymore. And I think it would be... Uh, it's a great thing, but it's a kind of a little bit of a lost practice. Yeah. Have By the way, have you tried it, or have you ever done it? No, I have not. I have not done that. Hmm. Not to worry. I I, I, um, I think about it, <laughs> but uh, definitely. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> definitely is something to try maybe once. Um, so far, we're doing really great, and... Um, I just wanted to touch on, you know, this idea of, you know, what can we do moving forward after we listen to this? What are some action steps that people can do uh, to keep our heart healthy and our kidney kidneys healthy? Any any last few tips that you could share with us? Yes. Um, one of the um, one thing to do is try to eat five fruits and vegetables a day. Uh, most people don't get enough fruits and vegetables in their diet. So a half a cup of frozen vegetables or a cup of raw vegetables would be a serving. A small fruit is a serving. I think that's important to get enough fruits and vegetables in our diet. And also to get the activity, uh, try to walk maybe 30 minutes, five days a week if you can, to start slow. Um, and eating a variety of whole grains. Having fish twice a week is something you can do to help your heart help. Very good. Excellent. Um, speaking of certain foods that you just mentioned there, uh, I'm curious to know, and my maybe audiences too, about what your thoughts are on the organic versus non-organic. I think organic can be valuable. However, I prefer, and I know many people are on a budget nowadays, it's more important to get in the fruits and vegetables than to buy everything organic. I just think um, organic is good. It has its place, but again, the most important thing is getting your five fruits and vegetables a day. 
Super excellent. And that, that goes for both the cardiac as well as the reno issues. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm wondering whether or not there are certain things, um, I don't know, maybe it's the idea that, um, we have no time or some excuses and, and that people just don't, I don't know, care maybe, uh, if, if that's sort of their mindset, how, how would you coach someone who has that mi- mindset and um, how could you help them? I think we could probably try for something small. I mean, I have had people tell me I'm just doing this so I can get a discount on my insurance when I do wellness coaching. Hmm. Um, to try to aim for anything, any small change you can make, even if it's just walking a little farther in a parking lot, trying to meet them on their level, and, you know, trying to look for some small thing they can do. I think everybody is willing to do something. It's just hard to find that little thing they will do. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I bring it up because, like, obviously you're uh, trying to help people, and so am I with my fitness training and so forth, and it's just sort of like people come up with these time issues or, I don't know, lack of motivation. And, um, and it's really hard to sometimes get them to think differently, but it is those small steps that really make a difference, right? Yes. Absolutely. I agree. Um, so how do people get a hold of you, Sue? And do you have any last piece of advice for our audience? Well, right now I'm not in private practice. I was in private practice. However, if you want to reach out to a dietitian, go to www.eatright.org and you can look under Find a Dietitian and that will give you dietitians who are close to you in your area, or you can go to your nearest hospital, and they will usually have outpatient dietitians who can help you, and just calling and scheduling them after you get a doctor's prescription would be a great way to start working with a dietitian. Excellent. And last, any last piece of advice? Just eat your fruits and vegetables and move more. Those are my two, that's my words of wisdom. Awesome. Very good. I really appreciate your, your knowledge Sue, and, and you know, this is going to be very uh, helpful for a lot of people who, you know, maybe not encouraged, but maybe just, they just need some more motivation, like we said, to, you know, get checked out and be aware of their situation so that they can live healthier lives. So I really appreciate it, Sue. I thank you so much, and um, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to Eric W. Sue for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.